This morning I want us to talk about some things from uh, Genesis chapter 4 and then kind of make some connection to us. Ever since uh, our VBS as we started um, talking in the beginning about things that led up to the flood, uh, how the world uh, has gotten uh, from the... Uh, from uh, Adam and Eve being expelled out of the garden up to Cain and Abel and things of this nature. And as I got to reading and studying that for uh, VBS, it got me thinking some, uh, some things, especially concerning Cain and Abel. Um, if you look in Genesis chapter 4, beginning at verse 6, it says, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. You know, there's a lot of things that I've often thought about and meditated on and uh, when it comes to uh, Cain and his problem and his issue and, and why he killed Abel. Uh, you know, I've often thought, you know, why did he get so mad? Why did he get so upset with Abel to kill him? Was it just, was it just because of the sacrifice? Was it just because of the difference that was he jealous? Was he envious? You know, what exactly was it that led to him um, killing his brother? And you look here at Genesis 4, and, and you see something. This is after, you know, uh, God didn't accept his sacrifice. And, and you look at what... God actually says to Abel, or says to Cain here, he asked him, you know, why, why do you look like you do? You know, why, why are you so upset here? But he tells him, if you do well, you'll be accepted if you do well. In other words, if you just do what you're supposed to do, if you do what's commanded to you, if you do, you know, the right thing, you're going to be accepted. But he says, sin lies at the door. And he says, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you but you should rule over it. So God expects us to rule over it, doesn't he? What, what is it that he expects us to rule over? Is it our emotions? Is it our desires? Is it, you know, when you think about how sin progresses, uh, even as James uh, describes it, you know, it, it, it starts from within us. And again, and we've talked about this, I think, numerous times about how we, we need to stop it before sin becomes full grown. But God is saying here that its desire is for you, but you, you should rule over it. In other words, he can rule over it. He should rule over it. The problem is he didn't rule over it. So what is it that um, he was supposed to rule over? What do you think exactly was his problem? Was he just upset because God didn't accept his, uh, his offering? Is that the only thing he was mad about? And what caused him not to make the right offering? What do you think? Was, could it be pride? Pride. I think pride was the key to it. Um, now, there's a lot of things that, you know, if you, if you look at this whole story, uh, it, it, you know, if we back up and we look at what takes place, Cain and his brother Abel offer sacrifices to God. God accepts Abel's sacrifice, but he rejects Cain's sacrifice. Cain gets mad. Cain kills Abel. And that's pretty much the story we get, isn't it? But it doesn't really say a lot of things about what led up to that. 
But there are some things I think we can kind of surmise. I think there's some things we can look at and say, maybe this is the issue and this is some things that we can learn from it. So let's, let's look back just a little bit. Look in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. And he said, I will put enemy between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Who's he talking to here? Who's God talking to? He's talking to Satan. Because of what took place, of, of how, how uh, he convinced Eve, and Eve convinced uh, uh, Adam and, and the sin that took place there, God tells him, here's what I'm going to do. He, he, he's declaring that the offspring of a woman, of a child, will defeat Satan. So when you, you start looking at this after they were kicked out of the garden, after, after they were expelled from the garden, in Genesis 4 and 1 it says, Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Did you think, now this is just a possibility, but do you think it's possible she may have thought Cain was the one that God was talking about? You look surprised, Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He, that, you know, God has said, here's what's going to transpire. There's going to be a seed that comes from the woman that's going to defeat Satan. They're expelled out of the garden. I don't know what's going through Adam and Eve's mind. Maybe there's regret. Maybe there's still, of, you know... It, are they going to be trying to get back into the garden? Is, is that their plan? We, we've got to figure out some way to get back into the garden. You know, we've got to figure out some way for this to be rectified. Now she has a son, and she says, I've acquired this from the Lord. Could it be possibly that she thinks that Cain was this one, and she may have treated him like that? You know, he, he may have thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. He was the chosen one, maybe. I, somewhere in there, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, kind of telling you what's thrown around in my head and some different things I've read and studied and different theories and different things, just because there has to be something behind, I think, Cain's pride that made him so angry that, one, God would even have the, the gall to even question what he's doing, and now he needs somebody to blame for it. You know, Cain, does it say that Abel did anything to Cain other than make the sacrifice to God that he was supposed to make? You know, you think, what made Cain so angry? What made him so upset? And God tells him, sin is lying at your door. Its desire is for you. So in other words, you, you've got a choice to make here. here. Here's what's happened. You've got a choice on what you can do. He, he could ask forgiveness. He could repent. He could change. He could make the right sacrifice, couldn't he? His choice was to kill Abel. God, God rejected his sacrifice. God tells him sin is, is crouching at your door. It, it desires you. You should rule over it. You've got a choice to make here. What are you going to do in this moment? All these feelings, all these emotions is building up inside of you. You've got a choice to make. What's it going to be? And his choice was, I'm going to kill my brother. What, what, what led him to that? Was he just that up... And I, and I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying I think this is a good thing I like about Bible study is, is, is you know, what would we do in that situation? You know, if, if I feel rejected, if I may have been put in a situation to where I, I thought I was better than what I was uh, and pride starts taking over and then someone rejects something that I do, how dare them, you know? 
and then somebody accepts something that somebody else does better than mine, how's that going to make me feel? You know, what, what, what's going to happen there? You know, you start putting these things together, and I, I think it does come down to pride. You know, you think of how sin comes, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and pride of life. It's going to come in through one or all of those categories. From the start of, of Eve, uh, all the way through, even to Jesus himself, that's how Satan tempted him, was through those areas. And each time, individuals had a choice to make. Sin was right there crouching at the door, wouldn't it? You, you've got a choice. You either sin or you don't sin. What are you going to do in that moment? I think what you do in that moment may depend on where your emotions are, where your feelings are, where your thought process is, whether you're vigilant to recognize it or whether you're just going to go on your emotions and do whatever your emotions tell you to do. That's when you get in you know, the situation ethics, I guess, to where you know, depending on how I feel at the moment, depending on what the situation is, that's what I'm going to do. God is giving Cain an opportunity here. He's given Cain an opportunity. It's almost, to me, it's almost the same thing as when Jesus told Peter. Remember what Jesus told Peter? Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. When you return to me, strengthen the brethren. Wasn't Jesus telling Peter, sin's going to be crouching at your door. Its desire is for you. But he already told Peter, when you return to me, strengthen the brethren. Peter didn't think he could give in to that. Did Peter's emotions get the best of him? Was it fear? Was it uh, uh, embarrassment? Was it whatever it was that caused him to deny Christ? Because when he was confronted with it, he, he, he didn't want to admit that he was. Maybe it was out of fear that I'll get arrested too or I'll get beat too. Or He may have went there with the purpose of I've got to find some way to rescue him. But when he got there, he started thinking about himself. So we, we all have choices to make. We all have, get put in situations of what are we going to do at, at that moment. And, and, and God is pretty clear here. He, he, he tells, sin desires for you. But he tells him also, you, but you should rule over it. There, there's no reason that he shouldn't unless pride. Unless he thinks he knows more than God. Unless he thinks he knows more than anybody else. And he can do no wrong because maybe he, maybe he was treated like the chosen one. You know, his name means acquired from the Lord. So, and that's how it was described there that this is uh, from the Lord. So maybe that's what he thought. I don't know. But he could have been treated like that. But yet, now his, his sacrifice is rejected. That could have been the first time anybody questioned anything he did. And he didn't like it. He was the first innovator anyway, wouldn't he? You know, he, he, he come up with his own sacrifice of how he thought it should be. He, he thought it should be this way, even though God must have been clear on how it should have been. You know, he could have said, well, God won't smoke. You know, you think of, uh, he said, my brother's going to burn this lamb over here. I could burn this haystack over here, and I'd have more smoke than him. You know, you think about uh, the worth of something. I could sell my wheat and buy all his lambs. He, he may have thought, I can do it my way and it could be better anyway. If he wants this, I can do better than this. My way's better. And look at what that led him to murder and look what his descendants it led him to. All the way down to uh, 
Uh, remember Lamech, remember what he said? You know, I've killed these, and, 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 and look, you talk about the curse of Cain, look at me. That, that's their attitude, the, the pride of his descendants, that's, that's what they had. Just because they thought maybe they were untouchable. I think that's what Lamech thought. <laughs> they can't do nothing to me for what I'm doing. Maybe that's what the, Cain thought. Can't do nothing to me. And, and God gives him an opportunity. He gives him an opportunity to, to do the right thing, uh, but he doesn't take uh, that opportunity. And like I say, I, I don't know, uh, it, it doesn't say a lot of the events that, that led up to that, other than they're, they're put out of the garden, had that conversation in uh, Genesis 3.15 about uh, the seed of the woman is going to crush Satan. Then uh, Adam and uh, Eve knew each other. They're having Cain here. Maybe... Maybe they thought, hey, this is our ticket back into the garden. Maybe he's the one. I think you're right because if you continue reading, the oldest born, even today, the oldest male inherited things. The oldest. And it doesn't, even today, we love all of our children, but the oldest child, you have more history with them. And the younger children can never catch them. I, I, I think, you know, I, I do believe it's pride. I, I don't know everything because the Bible doesn't tell us everything, so this is just speculation. I don't know everything that led to him being filled with pride. Uh, but something had to get him to that point. Something was different between him and Abel. Some, something w was different between these two brothers. One, caused, one brother had the mind frame of doing the right thing. He, he had rule over his... The other one didn't. So something led to that. Was it upbringing? Was it how they were treated differently? You know, maybe. I, uh, you know, I was trying to look up just their different names. Uh, you know, Cain is acquired one. Some versions even uh, has it, uh, some different translations even has Eve saying, I didn't acquire this from the Lord, that she actually thought this was him in, uh, uh, in the flesh. I don't know if I believe that, but I, I don't know. But you look at his name, acquired one, you look at Abel's name, uh, can mean various things, a vapor, a breath. Uh, some even says it's, it's talking about emptiness. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was, okay, I acquired this one from the Lord. What really do I need of this? And maybe all through that, Cain was, what was treated like he was the chosen one, and Abel always had to work twice as hard for what he did. And maybe that was his attitude. I don't know. Something led to Cain's pride that caused him to focus that anger on his brother. You know, he could have got mad at God, uh, you know, and said, well, why don't you accept my sacrifice? What? But he, he laid all of this at Abel's feet and, and killed Abel because of it. And I, I don't know the age difference. Some actually think they might have been twins because it said that uh, uh, Adam knew Eve 
and had Cain, and then she had Abel. It didn't say that Adam knew her again and had Abel. Some think they might have been twins. I, I don't know if they were twins or not. I, I don't think they were. I, I don't know. But uh, like I say, there's a lot that we don't know about it other than the result of it. Um, and I guess that's what I'm trying to just, in my mind, reconcile. Why did he focus that anger so much toward Abel? Other than when we get angry, we want to blame somebody, don't we? You know, we, we, we get so filled with pride, it can't be my fault, so it has to be somebody else's fault. We, we have to deflect that sometimes. It has to be, you know, when we get that hatred towards someone, uh, it, it's like I read this, this one quote, and I, uh, it shows how warped my mind is. I got a little chuckle out of it. Uh, a, a famous criminal lawyer said this, everyone is a potential murderer. He said, I've not killed anyone but I frequently get satisfaction out of obituary notices. <laughs> so, you know, when you think about uh, the anger we project on someone, uh, you know, sometimes that's, you know, that's what we have to tell ourselves. Okay, I'm feeling these emotions. I'm feeling these feelings. I can, I can lash out with them in a lot of different ways. Sin is crouching at my door. How am I going to do that? What am I going to do with this emotion that I have? Cain was rejected. He's probably feeling rejected. Uh, pride is setting in of, you know, don't, how dare you reject me? So he's, you know, and it wasn't just murder. I don't think it was spontaneous murder. I, I, I think he, he planned the conversation. He planned the place. He planned the time. He may even dug the grave already. I don't know. You know, he, for some reason during this, he, he kills his brother. Um... There's a whole lesson in that. Was it the rock's fault or was it Cain's fault? <laughs> do you blame the weapon or do you blame, uh, blame the individual using it? There could be a whole lesson upon that itself. But uh, I think it does come back to, because pride is the original sin in the sense of the first sin, isn't it? it isn't that how it come about? Uh, I think that was the final straw that, that God Eve was. God just don't want you to be as smart as he is. He, he, he don't want you to know all this. He don't want you to be smarter than, than, uh, than he is or as smart as he is. So he don't want you to eat that. And he's like, well, I don't want to be that smart. I want to be that. You know, you, you start thinking more than you are and you don't rule over what your, your emotions. You don't rule over uh, that thought process. But I think that's what is taking place here with, with Cain. In 1 John 3 and verse 15, Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Um, did Cain hate his brother for that? And why did he hate his brother? Why, again, why did he project that anger toward Abel? Because of what he... And, and, yeah, I, I think he's, he's looking at, and I think that's how we look today. There, there's got to be, oh, this, they just like this person because of the, they're accepting what they're doing over me, so they must like this person. I think it can go to rejection. It can go with feelings of, you know, we all want to be accepted. We all want praise. You know, uh, he, maybe he thought his sacrifice was going to be like, maybe he thought God was going to say, yeah, this is what I required, but... I just didn't imagine you was going to do this great thing. Wow, that's even better than what I thought, what I was going to want you to do, you know. 
Uh, and he, then he, when he didn't accept that, he probably think, well, it's just because he likes Abel better than me. It had nothing to do with sacrifice. He just likes him better. I think that's a good point. Until Abel showed up. And maybe that's what he's thinking. If I get rid of Abel, things will go back like it was. Then it's just, you know, it's, it's me again. Um, you, you know, I just, I, I bet I've read this, I don't know how many times, you know, reading it. You always hear the uh, story of Cain and Abel. Hear of Cain, you know, killing Abel and, and everything that transpired. And then it goes all the way down to, to the flood. How the thoughts of man's, uh, uh, man's thoughts were evil continuously, you know, from, from these events. And... But to me, I've just never, never in my mind reconciled. And not that you have to. We, we know what happens. But what, what would cause you just to get that upset to, to do that? You know, I've, I've been upset with some individuals. If I had a rock in my hand, I may have walked them in the head with it if, if the opportunity was there. I don't know. You know, you, you, you think about the reasons we get mad. We reason we get upset. And I think that's the difference. There's one thing to get angry. There's one thing to get mad. You know, uh, and there's reasons that get us there, and I think that's what we have to look at. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Why am I so upset? Is it because of what this person did, or is it because of who I am, and I'm blaming this individual for it, and I'm rationalizing in my mind, well, they just like this person better, or, or uh, just, you know, they just get all the, the, you know, that happens, and I think Jeff made a good point with, with civil rivalries, you know, especially when it comes to the oldest or the youngest, oh, you just let them get away with anything. That's what I think about my youngest brother. So I thought, man, live, I, I don't, I didn't get away with that kind of stuff, you know. When when I was that age, I didn't, you know. And I've I've learned as I get older, I think parents just get tired and say it's just not worth the battle anymore. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what it is sometimes, but I think you just think. Uh, you know, as siblings, you, you get into that, that mindset sometimes. The youngest always thinks the oldest gets everything, or the oldest thinks, well, the youngest gets away with everything. I, I think there's a lot of things there that transpire, and some of this may lie at the feet of, of Adam and Eve, too. I, I don't know. It may lie with how they treated him. If, if she did think that, okay, now I have the seed, this is going to happen, going to crush Satan, we're going to get back in the garden. Oh, this is our ticket back in. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I do know anger was there. And, and what we have to do, I think that it may be applied to us, is we've got to think, okay, here's what God requires of us. Here's what God says if we do that's going to happen. Here's what God says we're going to do if we work. You just take Galatians chapter 5, begin at verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, Hatred, contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now we can go through that list and we can pick out the bad stuff that we think is the bad stuff. But how often do we think jealousies, outbursts of wrath, hatred, the things that deal with emotion, how often do we think that they're the bad things? Oh, that's just who I am, though. Oh, I, I, I've got a bad temper, but that's just who I am. And, and we just brush it off to that. But when you start putting 
uh, uh, lying with murderers, you start putting hatred with murderers, you start putting jealousy with murder. You know, that, that puts a little different spin on it, doesn't it? Because here's what happens. These things, what happens, they, they, they lie within us, that desire, you know, as, as James says, and then when we start focusing on that, we start dwelling on that, we start, you know, letting that process enough to where it becomes that action. You know, we, we've, we've got to control it when it's in here. Um, one of mine, I, I, you've heard me say this from pulpit for years, and, and I have gotten better, is one thing that, that just gets me sometimes is I'll see something, whether somebody does something to me, whether somebody does something to someone else, or just does something, and, and, I, and just sometimes the look on a person's face is just arrogance, like, well, I got away with that. That just, that just eats me up to think, okay, that person, I'm going to let them know they didn't get away with it. I've seen what they did to that person, or I've seen what, I'm going to let them know this is what you did to me, you know. And, and, and you start thinking about that and dwell upon that, and I have to tell myself sometimes, okay, what exactly do you think you're going to do? You know, what, what do you think you're going to, what do you think is actually going to happen here? What, what's your next move going to be? You know, I've told you about going through tech every morning, you know, going to work, and, and, and some of these arrogant students just walk by that's not in a crosswalk, just walk by, you have to stop for me. And I'm like, no, I don't know if you're not crosswalking. You get just sometimes closer you get, then I have to tell myself, what am I going to do, run over them? Well, yeah, you'd like to, but then, then what's going to happen? You know, then, then what's the next process? Then, then I mean, you, you start really playing this out in your mind, you're thinking, how silly is that? I mean, really, how silly is, is that thought process? But that's what emotions can do, doesn't it? That, that's what our thought process can do. I think that's what God is telling, telling Cain here. Sin is crouching at your door. Satan, Satan is there ready for your weakest moment. And he, he's waiting for that emotion. He's waiting for that feeling. He's waiting for that weak moment. He's waiting just to plant this in your head to that... Uh, God likes him better. God, you know, you're, you're the one, you're the oldest one, you're, you're the chosen one, you're this, and get all of this in there till you just explode. And God says, you should rule over this. Not that maybe you can, but it should. It's just like John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him, what? Should not perish. What does that mean? It means there's no reason that you should perish because you should not do that because here's what I've done for you. So there's no excuse I can stand before God on day of judgment and say, God, you didn't do enough. You, you didn't do this or you didn't do this. So how did you expect me to be saved? God said, you should not perish. Why? I sent you my son. I gave you my word to instruct you. I, I, I gave you everything that you need along the way. You should not perish. And that's what I believe he's telling Cain here. Sin is crouching at your door. You should rule over it. So does that imply that God give him everything he need to do that? But he didn't do it. You know, he and, and Abel paid the price. Well, Cain did too, and, and, and you see the descendants, how that went. I, I think we've got to realize our, our actions do have consequences that just stem from emotion that probably stems all the way back to, to pride itself that uh, we project these things on individuals. In Ephesians chapter 4, 
Again in verse 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So we can be angry. I think Cain had every right to be angry. Now here's what I mean by that. I've thought about this. I, th I think he had a right to be angry at himself that he didn't do what God said. So he had a right to be upset. He should at that moment be upset and saying, I, 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 should, I, I should have done what God said. I, I, I should have done it this way. I had the ability to. God gave me the instructions to. He should be upset because he didn't do the right thing. He should be angry. But notice what it says here. Be angry, don't sin, don't let the sun go down in wrath, nor give place to the devil. He misplaced that anger. That anger turned to wrath, turned to being mad where he lost his mind. Then he gave place to the devil. Then there you go. There's where he ended up. See, we have those... Anger is an emotion. We, we can't say that, oh, I never get angry. I don't believe that. I don't believe when a person says, I've never been angry. Now, you may never been mad. You've, you've been able to control your anger. Maybe there's other things you couldn't control, but maybe you can control your anger and never got mad where you lost your mind and, and did something you shouldn't do. And, and that's good, but I don't think a person can ever say, I, I didn't get angry. Jesus got angry. Yeah, but he didn't sin. He, he, he focused that anger. He did what he was, you know, his, his anger was at sin. His anger as the actions that sin did. His anger was at the consequences of that. And that's what Cain should have done. His anger should have been focused on, okay, and God's given him a chance here. I mean, he, he, he asked him, he even told him, uh, why, why are you angry? You know, when I, when I read this, sometimes I thought, you know, God is just saying, you have no reason to be angry. Maybe God's saying, saying to Cain, why are you angry? Ask yourself why you're angry. What's the reason for your anger? Maybe God's not saying you shouldn't be angry. Maybe he's wanting to question Cain as to why he's angry. He needs to answer that question. Are you angry at yourself because you didn't do what you're supposed to do? God knows the answer to it. Cain needs to know the answer to it. And he tells him, okay, why are you angry? Sin's crouching at your door. You should rule over it. Ask yourself, why are you angry? Why are, why are you upset? And you could go through a whole list. Is it yourself? Is it because, is it at me, God could say? Is it at your brother? And all, all that Abel did, as far as we know from the story, all Abel did was do what God said to do. So instead of being mad at himself, instead of maybe being mad at God, he focuses on his brother. He's the one who did the right thing. I get him out of the picture. My life goes back to being, you know, sunshine and roses. I go back to being the one. I go back to being who, who I need to be. Um, it, it's a very dangerous thing, and, it, and it's one where it comes down to uh, accountability. Look in James chapter 3. In James chapter 3, and I didn't write this one down, uh, or put it down, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts... Do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. Um, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, 
without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in the peace by those who make peace. So here James is telling us the difference. How we rationalize and, and, and the things in which we do, it either comes from an earthly demonic place or it comes from above. And he says, here's the one that comes from the earthly place. Here's the one that comes from above. One's wisdom and one's not. So how are we going to react? What, what are we going to do? Um, Christianity is about controlling our emotions. You know, you talk about self-will. Uh, self-will is, uh, uh, you know, self-control is controlling our will. Do I want to do it my way? And if I choose to do it my way and I get called upon that, how am I going to react to that? Am I going to place that on somebody else? Well, it's not me, it's because of this. It, 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 it's not me, but it's because of this, you know. Um, I had a situation yesterday where uh, I got a pretty good curing, uh, as they say. It, it wasn't because of something I did, but it was because of what somebody else did. I, I just didn't have all the information, so I didn't do it the way these, these individuals wanted it done, so I was the blunt of it. I took it because I understood they were upset. I, there's a lot of ways, you know, I thought about that. I thought, uh, you know, I, I, you know, when you get yelled at and cussed at, and, and you know, it comes down, there, there's a lot of ways you, you, you want to handle that. And, and you, you have to take some deep breaths. And, and it, you know, I could have said, well, that's not my fault. I didn't do it. You need to quit talking to me like, you know, there's a lot of things I could have done that, quite honestly, I wanted to. You know, I, I felt it. I felt that coming. I felt... I'm not going to take this anymore, you know, one more word. But, you know, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, one, you know, it, it's a representation of the company, the firm, uh, funeral home, and irregardless, I'm the one responsible. So, so I took that. The other was, you know, I'm thinking, you know, how am I, how is it going to look on me how I respond to this as a Christian? You know, in that moment, there's a lot of emotions that you have to work through to make that decision. And I'll be honest, I don't always make the, over my lifetime, I didn't always make the right decision in those moments. You know, you let emotions take over and you let those feelings and you realize, okay, this is what I should have done, but I didn't do that. In that moment, I, 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 I felt like I did the right thing there. But there's a lot of things that I wanted to do. And I actually, because I'd been studying this, I actually thought about this verse. Well, sin's crouching at your door. You should rule over this. What are you going to do? What are you going to say at this moment? Now, on the way home, I called my wife and vented a little bit. You know, I'm like, you, you won't guess what, I just, what just happened to me. But, you know, in that moment, I actually thought of this verse. I actually thought of what God had told Satan. And luckily, I'd, prayerfully, I'd already been studying this. And I thought, right here's a prime example. Seeing is crouching at the door. It doesn't matter what this person is doing. Now, whether that was right or wrong, it, it's, it's, it's what I'm going to do now. This is what's going to determine, is this going to escalate? How's this going to look? What's this going to mean to me? There's a lot of things that, that was processing there. And I ended up diffusing the situation. It ended up actually in a, in a pretty good place at the end. But it could have went totally the other way. Um... And I'm not saying I did some great thing there. I'm just saying if we follow God's instructions, there's things that we don't think applies to us today, 
Like we, I've read over this verse, I don't know how many times, uh, reading and studying Genesis. I never thought of it like that. I never really thought of God, His conversation that He had with Cain. I always focus on Cain killed Abel, and we focus on Abel a lot, you know, because Abel mentioned in Hebrews 11, 4, talk about by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. So his faith was the difference, you know. So, but we don't, do we really focus on the Cain side of it? Well, what caused him not to do it in faith? What caused him to kill his brother? What caused him to, well, it's the same thing that it continues today. He didn't rule over it. He didn't rule over uh, his sin uh, like God told him that he should. Proverbs 29 and 11 says, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Now notice, it didn't say a fool don't ever have these feelings. It says a fool don't vent all his feelings, but holds them back. What, what, is, what is that saying? Um, a, a wise person holds them back because a wise person thinks, okay, I've got these feelings. You know, today, today we're, you hear terms, and I, I tell you, there's two times my head explodes it feels like it's going to explode when I hear one of them when somebody says, well, I gave 1,000% or I gave 150%. I, oh, that just that eats me alive. I can't give 100% or over 100%. That's all I can give. You know, if I say I give 100%, that ought to be enough. I can't give anymore, so that bothers me. But another thing is when, when people talk about, well, this is my truth, this is my feelings, and, and, and you've got to express your feelings. It's all about our feelings. Sometimes we need to hold our feelings back, don't we? The Bible tells us a fool vents all of his feelings. You know, what does that say? A wise person is controlled, in control of their feelings. They're processing those feelings. They, they don't vent them all. He's saying you need to have a filter between your mouth, or between your thoughts and your mouth. And realize some things don't, you don't need to vent all your feelings because they're just feelings and you're processing them. You're, you're getting them worked out. And, and the damage that can be done when you vent them can be catastrophic. So we need to be careful with that and need to think about that. Um, again, Genesis 4, 7, control your anger because sin is crouching at the door. It desires for you. Ephesians 4, give no opportunity to the devil. So, said all of that as they say to say this. How do we change a situation when we're angry to keep us from, how, how do we, what do we do when we're, when we're, presented with that well maybe one thing we can do is change the situation if we can maybe it's the situation that's making us so upset maybe we can change the situation don't put ourselves realize this situation is what's causing this I need to place myself out of this situation yeah yeah you can you can change your attitude you can change the situation you watch the things that you say you know, watch, uh, uh, you know, understand, okay, I'm in this situation. I may not be able to change this person that I'm angry at, or maybe I can't change the situation that I'm angry, I'm upset about. Maybe I need to ask myself, okay, again, why? Is it the situation? Is it the person? Is it my attitude? Maybe just a change in attitude can change everything about it, you know? Like Mike says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Uh, maybe, I, maybe this person is doing something to me, 
And, and they, they're not intended because they're not ruling over theirs. They may have something awful just happen to them. You just may be the next person that they see, so they're taking it out on you. Maybe you might just need to help them with what they're going through. You know, you, you don't know. You know, sometimes we, we'll judge people as they come through the door at the church building, and, well, boy, they're grumpy. or they're Well, I don't know what took place the night before. I don't know what took place. Most of the time, we may be arguing because we're late or something all the way to church, and you open the door, and you go, hello, and you're smiling. So maybe we're different than what it used to be, you know. Oh, she just gave you the, wow, you shouldn't have laughed at that. Because <laughs> it's, it's usually the men that have to wait on the women, isn't it? You know, you're always like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, you know. Uh, I, I always used to threaten, you're going to come out here and the vehicle's going to be gone one morning, you know. I've not done that yet because I'm not that brave, but I've threatened it a time or two, you know. You did it once? Just once? You are speaking to yourself at this point, not all of you. I don't either, but beyond right here, you know, so. Uh, but... Uh, you know, we, we, the point is we don't know what somebody else is going through. We don't know what somebody else is facing. It caused them made to do something. So maybe we can do something to change the attitude, the atmosphere of the situation. Uh, and I think that's what we have to realize. That's what we have to do. How, how do we do that? So uh, I would encourage you to, you know, to, to really search God's Word to help us through these things. I mean, think about it. We may think, well, God, you, you know, you just don't understand. Cain could say, you just don't understand what I'm going through, what I'm facing, or, or whatever. Well, you think of all that Jesus went through. He was mocked, he was beaten, he was scourged, he was crucified. You know, and what did he say during that? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. As evil as they were to him, he's saying if they truly understood this, they wouldn't be doing this, you know. He, it doesn't mean that he excused their behavior, but he thought he, he was able to think beyond the behavior to the person's understanding of it. And sometimes I think that's how we, we need to look at it. We need to look at it as what, what am I faced with? And because it really comes back to just us, doesn't it? I can't blame somebody else for my actions. Someone told me one time, the problem is you react instead of act. When you react, you always do it wrong. When you act accordingly, then you always make the right decisions. And maybe that's what we need to do.